of talking about at Freedom, just like seeing a move of God and really um, activating the Holy Spirit within you. And so we want to kind of scale back tonight and just talk about like, what is your personal relationship with the Lord? I think I said this at church a couple of weeks ago, but like, how are we, are we asking the Lord to start with us? Because we want to see like this move of God on a really big scale and all these amazing things happening. But what does our time at home look like? What does our time in the secret place look like? And so we're just going to hit on that a little bit tonight. Amen. Amen. Do you want me to start? Yeah. So I had a meeting today with my boss. I work in ministry, which is amazing. It's such a blessing. And my boss convicted me so good with the word today. And I'm just going to share it with you guys because I've heard Jimmy, um, Jimmy Evans say this before. And for me, and I know Pastor Joe's like this, but very determined people. And it's like, you're just not going to slow me down. You absolutely are not going to slow me down. You're not going to get in my way and you're not going to stop me. Um, So the temptation, what happens then, what tends to happen is the enemy, if he knows he can't slow you down and stop you, he's just going to get behind you and push you too fast. And I feel like that's a huge temptation for me. So it's not like, oh, get off your, get off your butt, go to work. It's like, no, actually rest, (laughs) actually take time and slow down. And so um, our boss today, my boss, Daniel, he, he was just sharing with the team and he was reading out of Nehemiah and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it because it's so, it's so tempting for me to just get busy, 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 do, do all these different things. Carefree. But Brian said the other night when we were, when we were praying before worship, he just, it was so good what he said, you know, like scrolling through social media. Guys, I don't even, I don't even know that there's a point to social media. I'm just being honest. I have a 10 minute time cap and I gave Pastor Tessa a passcode and I don't, like once I time out, like I'm done. I can't get in. And so, because it was exactly what Brian said. He said he got home and he was scrolling and the Lord said, this is stealing from you. And he's like, wow. And it's like, maybe it's not social media now, but trust me, reels on YouTube. I'm about to put a time cap on that. It's like, sucks me in in the morning. I'm like, this is trash. So, so it's the distractions. It's the little things that just distract where it's like, ah, this is, but I'm relaxing. I'm relaxing with a movie or something. It's like, it's literally stealing from me. It's not going to bring me peace or joy or whatever. It's like only truly the word of God and God and the presence of God will do that. And so, um, Daniel, was reading this afternoon out of Nehemiah. And so I'm just going to share it with you guys because it blessed me so much. It challenged me. Um, But in Nehemiah 6, verse 1, it says, Now when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem and Arab and the rest of our enemies, these are his enemies, they had heard that I had built the wall and there was no breach left in it. The wall was done. There was no breach left in the wall. It was like he finished. Although up to that time I had not set up the doors and the gates. So he almost finished, but it looked like he finished. It's like the wall's built. That's what we set out to do. He just hadn't set the doors and the gates yet. It's the last thing left to do. The enemies, his enemies said, Sambal and Geshem sent to me saying, come and let us meet together. And Hakafirim in the plain of Ono. (laughs) But they intended to do me harm. So they didn't say, hey, we're going to do you harm. He knew, he knew. These are my enemies. They want to meet with me. I sent a messenger to them saying, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? And then they sent to him 
four times in this way. They sent back up, hey, come, come meet with us. And he said, no, I'm working. And then they went back. And then they came again. They said, hey, come, work, uh, come meet with us. And all this time he's been working while they're sending more people up. And he's probably tired. He's probably doing all these things. It's like, how many times the enemy is going to hit you over and over and over again, waiting for you to say yes to the 12th notification that there's a new whatever on something and something. In the same way, um, they sent even with a fifth letter, all these things. It's like they wanted, they wanted him to come down and he continued to say no. And then down in verse uh, 15, after he said, no, I'm not going to put in with this distraction, the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month, uh, Elul in the, in the 52 days, and when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in, in their own esteem, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. And so... That's what they were doing. They were trying to distract him because he was almost done with the wall, the last thing left. They said, come meet with us, come meet with us, come meet with us, because he hadn't finished. But once he finished, they were afraid. They knew it's done. This work is finished, and this was the Lord. And so um, even Daniel was saying this, and it was just like, wow, how accurate is this? That he said distraction usually comes as attraction, where it's something attractive that yeah. is going to take your attention. And it's like not bad it's you know it's the chosen so it's God and it's like yeah that's really awesome but that's not the Bible that's not personal time with God well it's not bad it's like a documentary about Rome so like it's almost about like that's my thing is like documentaries and all the different things but it's like no like this isn't time with the Lord and it's like it comes as an attraction I'm not ragging on the chosen you guys but it's probably the best thing you can relax to but but it's like in those moments when we really need to press in and be disciplined and be in the word, where is the distraction coming as an attractive thing, as busyness, as somebody who's like, this is a good work. I'm going to work on some social media stuff for freedom. I'm going to work on something for my job. I'm going to you know, work on this and set up some meetings. It's like, where is the attractive distraction coming from? And it might come again and again and again. And it's like, no. No, no, no. It's like actually staying true, not allowing these little distractions to steal from you. Yeah, that's really good. And like what she's saying, it's it's attractive things. It's not always something like super bad, but it actually is spiritual. Like, have you ever planned to have your time like with the Lord in the morning? And then like, it was like the end of the day and it was like, ah, how did the day get away from me like that? And like, I never spent my time with the Lord. And it's like, it really is a spiritual thing. Like anything, that's why it's so easy to not spend time with the Lord and spend time in the word and encountering him. And so distraction is a really big part of it. So we want to make like three-ish points. I say three-ish because Chan might have more because we didn't really look at each other's notes um, that we don't have before this. And so... Um, <laughs> So removing distractions, right? Removing distractions, knowing that, you know, this is the most important thing. Sometimes we forsake what we want most for what we want right now. And if you've ever heard me teach this, like I've said this a hundred times, like what we want most might be like, yeah, I want like to be ripped. I want to have abs. Like I want to look really good. And, but like what we want right now is a donut or a slice of pizza. (laughs) 
But it's like we so many times we forsake what we want the most for what we want right now. So probably there's not one person in here who wouldn't say, what I want most is a vibrant relationship with the Lord. I want to be encountering him in the secret place, but how come many of us aren't there? It's because we've taken so many of those choices, so many of those times we've chosen, what do we want right now? Well, I just want to relax and and scroll through my social media. Like, I just want to hang out. You know, I don't, I want to hang out with friends. I want to whatever. And we forsake what we want the most for what we want right now. So it's really important to remove those distractions. Yeah. Good. Can I keep going? Yeah, keep going. I just didn't, I want to give you a, you know, take a breath. So if you need to get a word in. Um, And then recognizing that God sees you in your secret place. I think this is the number one thing that's helped me remove distractions is like, the example that Chan used with Brian is like, and he was just alone, you know, scrolling through his phone. And it's like, he was aware though of the Holy Spirit. And so I think it's being aware that the Holy Spirit, he's with you all the time and he sees everything that you're seeing and everything that you're doing. And not like in a condemning or, or weird way, but it's like, if you if the person of the Lord was right in front of you, would you be spending your time on that? Again, not necessarily bad things, but are they are they healthy? You know, sometimes it's like right and wrong, but it's like maybe it's just healthy for you or unhealthy for you in the season, right? And so it's acknowledging that God sees you there. I want to read a scripture about this. And this is like, seems super intense, but it's really good. Nothing um, that is covered up. This Where's is Luke read? chapter 12 and verse, um, I'm going to start in verse two. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be made known. Therefore, whatever you've said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you've whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on housetops. And like, if we, have you ever said something and like you didn't know someone else heard it? Or like you said something that's like, maybe not necessarily bad, but somebody else heard it and it's like, oh, like had I known they were standing there, probably I wouldn't have said that. And it's the same thing. It's like sometimes it's like if we realize and are aware of the Lord, sometimes it's like, ah probably wouldn't have wasted my time on that or probably wouldn't put all my affection towards that. And these verses go on to say so many times that we will fear people around us, right? But we won't fear God. And so it's like we can all stand here and and come to midweek and lift our hands and worship and be so sold out. But then it's like, do we have times in our room that nobody knows about that we're doing that? And it's like those, because that really is the time that it actually counts. Like, do we have times that nobody sees where we're lifting our hands, we're all out, we're just singing to the Lord. And it's like, you know, in that verse, it seems really intense, but it says, it says, you fear those who all they can do, the most people can do to you is kill you. The Lord, if he wanted to, he could kill you and then cast you into hell. And it's like, that's, I, it's the Bible. It's not me, okay? It's, it's right there. You can keep reading. But then that, the very that's, next that's verse That's New Testament. Yeah, this is in Luke, the New Testament, if, no, if you didn't know. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and read it. I will. Okay, so I tell you, friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that they have nothing more they can do to you. But I warn you whom to fear. Fear him who after he has killed killed you has the power to cast you into hell yes i tell you fear him so so here's what this is not saying this is not saying that the lord wants to kill you and cast you into hell but he's making a point that at the end like in the end all people can do is kill you that's that's the most they could do and it's just saying the lord holds your eternity he he's so it's so much further than that but the very next verses are the ones that say 
Even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, for you're of more value than many sparrows. And immediately Jesus goes into talking about how much value he sees on your life. So that's why you push away distractions. That's why you fear him, because he sees more value in you than anyone else. Not because he's going to cast you into hell, but he, did, he has the power to do that. And he still chooses to see value in you. So it's removing those distractions, right? It's being aware of the one who values you and loves you. He sees you and he sees what you're doing. And are you determined in your heart and in your time with the Lord and in your secret place that you are going to encounter him? And I think the last, so then the last point I wanted to make was, okay, remove distractions. Know that the Lord is with you and be determined that you are going to encounter him in your secret place. Sometimes it's like we'll go in and out of just doing our daily time with the Lord and it loses that. We might feel like it's losing a freshness or like we get in the routine of things. It's get a determination in your heart that I will experience God. When we come together at church, it is not just for church. We're not just gonna see a move of God on Saturday night at church or on Wednesday night at midweek. Like the Lord wants to encounter us. He wants personal relationship with us right now in our everyday lives. We should be having intimate encounters with him all day long. It's not just for church. And I think so many times it's like we get so focused on what the Lord's going to do. And it's like, we're determined right now. Pastor Joe and Tessa are two of the most determined people you can find. Like every meeting, every sermon, every time we're hearing them talk, they're saying, we will see the book of Acts church. We will see the things that God wants to do and we're going to see them. But here's the thing is you have to encounter in your heart first. Like start in your heart first, in your secret place. If you would just get with the Lord and say, I'm not going to leave this place until I encounter you, watch what the Lord will do. And I'm not saying that you have to see flames of fire and gold dust in your time with the Lord. But what I am saying is I think that there's so much more for so much of us that we're not tapping into. And it's going to be really good. Daniel's throwing gold dust, you guys, if you want some. (laughs) He sees gold dust in his time with the Lord. No, I don't know. Yeah. But those are kind of the points that I really want to bring out and hit on. And what you're saying too, like in the secret place, um, I think like sometimes it's just as simple Oh my gosh, just get quiet for a minute. I, I, I think it's in Psalms where it says, even my silence is praise to you, Lord. Where it's like, sometimes I put pressure on myself as a worship leader or whatever. It's like, I gotta either be in the word or playing the guitar or writing a song. Or, and it's like, no, just sit down and shut up and be with me yeah. and just listen. And it's like, oh my gosh, because I think there was one time, it's like, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, when I'm wanting to hear something specific from the Lord, it's like, I'm like Lord, I need to know. Da, 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 da. Lord, 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 Lord. And I hear nothing. And then there was like even one time recently where I just, I wasn't like seeking like, Lord, I got to hear. And it wasn't, but I just was in my heart. I don't even know that I asked it out loud, but in my heart, I was like, Lord, what, what is this, this season I'm in? And it was like, I just was quiet for a second. It was like, I heard him speaking. This is the pruning season. This is what it is. This is why it is. Duh, duh, duh. And he's just like, you have to stay close through this. And it was like just hearing him speak, but it was like just getting quiet. And it's not, you know, and um, Pastor Joe says it this way, but it's like, you know, sometimes we feel like I can't get, and I can't carve out an hour of my day. You don't understand. I have um, a family or I have a job and I have all these different things. It's like, do you have two minutes when you're in the shower? Do you have five minutes while you're, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, um, I was listening to somebody on the stupid YouTube reels. 
And he said to form a habit, it's like first you have to form the, um, the sh- like just show up. You actually have to develop the habit before you can get the perfect workout plan, the perfect whatever, the perfect like, this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to have the yearly Bible plan and then I'm going to break down each book this way and every word with the Strong's Concordance and my sword app and all these different things. And it's like, you aren't even spending two minutes opening the word. Why are you buying all these different study things and you can't even get in the word it's like open your bible app and it's like do that every single day make it a habit do it for one minute do it for two minutes look at the scripture of the day just like do something and then it's like because we get overwhelmed i literally am the kind of person who has chest and me are both like this we'll jump in a hundred miles an hour both feet hit the ground here we go and it's like all in. It's like we, we, we find one thing we like to eat and we like buy it out of the store. We buy the store out of it. And it's like those little dumplings, bought them all. Bought all the little pot stickers. We bought all of them and then they're gone. And it's like, where are the pot stickers? We found our favorite chips. They're gone. It's like we just, ju- and so it's like, I'm going to get in the word and you buy all these different things. And it's like, just get one Bible. Start with yeah. one, you know, and then yeah. open it. One bag of chips. You don't need all 12. And so... And so it's like just making it a daily habit. And I'm literally preaching to myself. Pastor Joan has to say this too. We're anointed to preach it. We're not anointed to live it. So all of us have to do the work of it. And so it's like what Sarah Grace is saying. She, though, I will say, is one of the most disciplined people with her time with God. So like what she's preaching is not like something she doesn't do like all the time. I'll be like, hey, can we hang out? She's like, mm, No. I have time with the Lord this morning, so you can have coffee by yourself. I'm having coffee with the Lord. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so she actually lives it. Like, she's super disciplined with this, and and it's like, well, I have, do you want to say anything? Yeah, I think when it comes to, like, disciplines and developing, you're, you're, what you're doing is you're developing a hunger, and so um, Chandra and I, we're not very good at drinking water, and... <laughs> That doesn't count, okay? That's all. Um, so we're not very good at drinking water, right? And it's like if you don't drink a lot of water, you just won't be thirsty for a lot of water. It's okay, guys. We love the kids. We love all of it. It's great. Yeah. We, don't like them on the we don't like them in the street. Did someone go in the street? Oh, well, we don't thank like you, the kids John. in the street. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> they were just trying to cool off. Look, they're hot. Yeah, exactly. Um, remove distractions, you guys. Remove distractions. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so you're developing a hunger. You're developing a thirst for the word. And it's like going back to removing distractions. One time I asked the Lord, I was like, God, how do I just become hungry for you? Like if I just wake up in the morning and I want, like I just want to want you. When I wake up in the morning, it's like just starve yourself of anything else that fills you right? Because it's not, nothing else really will satisfy you. Nothing else really will fill you. And that's what you. we said the other day. It's like, if you don't drink water, but you feel thirsty at one point, I, I'm not quite living this perfectly, you guys. She's not. But it's like, I, <laughs> you're thirsty. Don't drink coffee. That's not going to, that's, it feels like, it feels like a liquid that you're drinking. It feels like Wow, I'm thirsty. Drink more coffee. No, it's not actually, it's actually dehydrating you more. Yeah. And it's like the word, the word of God what's, is what we need. The water is what we need. But the coffee 
you know, might taste a little, yeah. I think. Some people, they like the taste of water. I'm not, I just, I think it's disgusting. I hate water. It's really bad. I don't, we, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I just, I used to drink, no, ew, gross. Oops. But either way, you worker. think, it's like, you think this is going to fill me, right? I think the TV is going to fill me. I think the extra box of pot stickers is going to fill me. I think, you know, I think that, that just scrolling through social media, it's going to fill me because I'm tired and I'm exhausted and it's going to refresh me because whatever. It's like, I think these things, and it's actually draining you more when it's like the water of the word. It's the only thing that's actually truly going to fill you, truly going to hydrate you. But it's such a lie of the enemy that the coffee is going to hydrate me because I'm drinking it definitely not so it's like yeah. anything else that's not god it's not gonna hurt it, right. it might not necessarily hurt you right. coffee you know well some people can argue coffee's not gonna hurt you <laughs> but and we're in a coffee shop okay this is a house of coffee here it's a house of coffee so yeah. coffee's not gonna hurt you drink the coffee but if you all you if you've never drank water and all you're drinking is coffee you're literally gonna die chandra yeah chandra <laughs> Let me say this too. We use social media as an example, but what about relationships that are actually really good? And it's like you just fill your time with people, people, people. It's all, but no matter what it is, if it's social media or people you really love, not bad, not always bad things. It's just a false satisfaction. It's just a thing that that kind of satisfies you for a little bit, but but in the end, it's a false satisfaction. You can't get it as good as you can get it with the Lord. You can't be as full as you are when you're full with Him. And it's like, but other things, and like going back to the example of like drinking water, right? Sometimes I'll think that I'm hungry and I'll be like, I just want something really fresh and light. And then I'm like, wait, I think I need to drink water. Like I'm just thirsty. thirsty. I'm actually just thirsty. But it's like, you don't even know that. So sometimes it's like, ah, oh, I just feel like something's missing. Or I just feel like, oh, like kind of sad or like uh, alone or or whatever it is and it's like go back to the Lord because he really is the thing that will truly satisfy and sometimes it is a discipline and a habit that you have to develop like what she's saying and it's not it's not hard like it's not um it's simple but it's not easy Mm -hmm. right so we were talking about this like I use this example a lot say you have to you know move a big heavy box like that's really simple you just pick it up and you move it right but is it easy like it actually takes a lot of strength and time and you know and so it's like it's one of those things and so it's taking the time because you guys at the end of all of our days like when we look at Jesus in the face I want to like because you know we can do things in the name of the Lord without actually knowing him or him knowing us like the word says that but at the end of all my days, I want to just look at Jesus in the face and it's like, like we know each other. Like we already knew each other and here we are finally. All right, let's spend eternity together. You know, and so it's just, I think it's just reminding yourself of those really simple things. And I know this probably isn't anything that anyone hasn't heard before, but um, I think it's it's keeping the main thing, the main thing and remembering that. If we're going to see a move of God, if we're going to have these yeah. encounters with the Lord in church and in our corporate worship, it starts right here. Yeah, we have to know him. And I want to say, too, um, the word says this so much, and I say it as a single person to single people, um, and probably all the married people can attest. 
when you get married, you don't just get more time on your hands. Like, I have all this extra free time all of a sudden. But when we're single, you know, the Lord, I believe why Paul says, and he even does say this, when he says, um, I just say, hey, stay single because you have more time for God. And I was, I was listening to this podcast one time and they were talking about like, oh, you know, when people get engaged and like they start talking about uh, different things like um, maybe girls' night is Wednesday night. You need to check that, like run that past your fiance or your husband, like whenever you, you know, run that by them. And, you know, she was saying, we've done premarital counseling and we've talked to people who um, are like, I'm my own person, I'm gonna do what I want. She's like, then don't get married. And I was thinking in my head like, yeah, I'm single. I kind of just do what I want with my time. And the Lord just spoke in that moment and he said, you're not single and you can't just do what you want with your time. You're in covenant with me. You are, you have given your life to me. And when it says, wives submit to your husbands as unto Christ, like the church unto Christ, it's like, we should actually be doing that as single people, men and women. And it's like, so we shouldn't just have all this free time on our hands. Like, where would I put that time with a spouse? I need to be giving that to the Lord. What would I be doing when I wake up? Good morning, Lord. Like, I don't know why that's so hard sometimes. It's like, I just, I wake up, I have my routine, I get up, I get in the shower, I get out of the shower, get a cup of coffee, I brush my teeth, I do all the things, I get in the car and I go to work. It's like, boom, 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 clockwork. And it's just like, no matter what time, however much time I have, I just do it as fast as I can. I don't know why. I just, I rush through my routine and I just get out as fast as I can. And it's just like, I'm like, ah, oh, just go. But it's like, just slow down and spend some time with the Lord um, which can, I don't know why it can be so, but it's like, we're called to be in covenant and married as well, married people and single people. But it's like, we're called to be in covenant with the Lord. And like, sometimes I can go through a whole day and I haven't even acknowledged him. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, Lord, I'm so sorry. I was so busy doing all these things for you, but not with you. Yeah. Now what's the point? Yeah. I'm going to challenge you guys this super simple thing. I learned this from Josue. He's always talking about giving challenges. Just give, Sarah, just give somebody a challenge. Just challenge them. At the end of your teaching, challenge, challenge. So kudos to Josue for this challenge. Um, this is something that I seriously have experienced the Lord so much just by doing this one little simple thing. And I will just, just in moments when I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put my heart before the Lord. I'm going to get in the presence of God. I literally will just close my eyes and just start saying, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Like how I would say it, if I was gonna look someone in the eyes and I really wanted them to know deeply that I love them, and I'll just say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. And it's like, it just moves me to this place of like, I'm so in love and just remembering like, yeah, this is really where it's at. This is what it's all about. And so just take time, just in your time with the Lord, when you go home tonight or in the morning, just say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. And just watch him just, you know what I mean? Just come and ah, receive your love. So, That's so good. Amen. That's so good. And one last thing I want to say too, it's like, I guess it could be um, a challenge as well, but I challenge myself with this. Um, I can be a natural pessimist. And just like, just, I see a situation, I'm like, that's going to go wrong, that's going to go wrong. Now, it's a gifting, and it can be a strength, because then I can problem solve and keep us from making those mistakes. But I naturally am like, 
oh my gosh, this is going wrong, this is going wrong, this is the worst, this is the worst, all these things. And um, Pastor Tessa is always like stopping me like, Chandra, your life is so good. You have such a good life. (laughs) Zoom out for a second, you know? It's like, wow. And I think sometimes it's like, we live, we, every one of us can say, I believe in this room. Every one of us could say, I can go to bed and wake up and I'm not afraid I'm going to be killed in my sleep. Mm-hmm. I can wake up and expect a hot shower every morning. I can wake up and expect that there's going to be food in the fridge and there's going to be coffee in the coffee pot. Like it's like <laughs> water in the sink. Um, but it's like we have so many things and it's like if we just take a moment, I think what's helped me so much is a few things. In Ephesians 5.19 where it says, speak to yourselves. This rocked my world because I always... Now, this is King James, but I always read it in the New King James, where they actually changed it, where it actually says, speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And it's like, I always thought of that as, yeah, I'm a worship leader, so I'm speaking to others in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and I'm singing and making melody in my heart for them and me to the Lord. But we each have a commandment to sing and speak to, our, to speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. Each individual, not just the worship leaders, not just the musical people. Um, who is it? Pastor Joe. He makes a joyful noise unto the Lord <laughs> all the time. And it's like, but actually, we're called to do that. He's not asking for, he's not asking. He's telling us to. And the second part of that says, give thanks always, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's like that transforms my day when I just take a moment and it's like, wow, I'm so thankful. I get to serve a pastor who loves worship and that's my calling. I get to serve in a place that is um, filled with the spirit of God and is challenging me and saying, take time on the clock to go spend time with the Lord. Who does that? It's like, I'm, I have such a blessed life. And when it's thankfulness, it's like, that's how we enter the gates, is thanksgiving. That's the first step. And then making melody in your hearts, it's like, just take a moment, and what are you thankful for? That's a perspective shift. My life is so good. We're so blessed to be where we are. And it's like, it's a lot easier to just draw close to God when you realize what an amazing God he is and awesome lives we have because so of that. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it literally says we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And so if it's not Jesus, I love you, that's going to make your heart thankful, then whatever it is, like, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. And watch yourself just enter right in and experience the Lord. So, we done? Any last notes? Thanks. I want to pray. Yeah? Yeah. Um, So that's your challenges. Jesus, I love you. Thankfulness. Praise. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll say too before she prays, uh, we'll have um, we have some different leaders, guys, in the room. Just look around. I mean, every one of you are full of God, and if you're not, don't leave without talking to one of us. But pastors Joe and Tessa are here. We have Brian and Alexis are here. Pastor John. We just have different leaders here. If you guys need prayer for anything or you need to connect or maybe this is just something where you're like, Sir Grace, just impart. 
It doesn't work like that. Impart the anointing of, dis- of discipline to me. Um, we all have to have our own discipline. But, um, but if you just need prayer, you need to talk through something, just find somebody before you leave tonight. And please don't go, um, if you don't have to. I, like, it didn't even snow, you guys. Yeah, it was a joke. We all knew it wouldn't. Pastor Joe says, Pastor Joe says that's the best job in the world to have um, a weatherman because you can get it wrong and you still get big bucks. Yeah. So, so anyways, you don't lose your job. So um, don't leave. Get more pizza. Get more coffee. Please connect. Pray with one another. Minister to one another. Drink more water. Drink lots, of water. Drink lots water. of water. Develop your thirst. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> the coffee bar and then a water machine right there. Yeah. All right, well, Jesus, we love you. We are so thankful to just be able to come together to connect with our brothers and sisters, but God, most importantly, just to come before you and be able to worship you and have the freedom to just express our love to you. God, I just pray that um, anything Chandra I said tonight, um, that you want to just take home with people, that you want to just burn in their hearts, Lord, I just pray that it would just burn in them as they go home, Lord, that you would just remind them of these things. God, we bless you and we love you, Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you for every person in here, God, as we are developing these relationships and these connections, God, that we would help challenge one another and grow one another as you've intended as your body. God, that we just um, continue to encourage one another on in this race and what we're doing in our walk with you, Lord. I thank you that we hold each other accountable, we challenge each other, and we encourage each other in these nights on Wednesdays and on Saturdays, but especially in our time with you, Father, we thank you that it will be fruitful and good in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.